Hey, this is Trent Murphy, number 93 from the Buffalo Bills. You're listening to Jamie King and Sports King on Sports 1061. With 19 NCAA Division I sports and 84 majors, Coastal Carolina University affords student-athletes the competition and learning they crave. From FBS football to ladies volleyball, from championship baseball to ladies lacrosse, from business to theater arts, Coastal Carolina University offers a depth of learning both on the field and in the classroom. Eager ambition is a hallmark of students and faculty at Coastal Carolina University. Schedule a tour and learn more at coastal.edu. Less is more, right? Well, not when it comes to dealership benefits. I'm Tim Cosgrove, general manager at CMA's Colonial Honda. We're extending the warranty on every new car from five years, 60,000 miles to seven years and 100,000 miles. Don't forget, we also have seven Honda Master Technicians, a community outreach program, free car washes with each service, and many other benefits. CMA's Colonial Honda. Owners just do more. Visit cmascolonialhonda.com today. Hear ye, hear ye. It's time for the Sports King Show, live on Sports 106.1. The show with scores, interviews, the hottest topics, and the biggest sports stories of the day. It's the show where you'll hear from the players that make the plays, as well as the key coaches and personnel who make it happen. All of this and live phone calls from you, the Sports King Nation. Now, direct from his castle, located in an undisclosed location in the capital city of Richmond, Virginia, let's welcome to the throne, His Highness, Jamie King, the Sports King, on Sports 106.1. And good morning, everyone. Welcome to do another edition of the Sports King alongside Ben Maitland, clad in his Hooters t-shirt. That's like dressing up for the Sports King show, my man. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Absolutely. But you do have the Atlanta Braves hat, so (laughs) I like that. This is my outfit. We want to let you know we've got a big show on tap today. We've got starting off Rod Langway, number five, Hall of Famer, the guy that set the tone for the Capitals, a legend in every sense of the word. I love Rod Langway as a player, as a person. He's going to be on momentarily. Hour two. We'll be joined by Mo Gibson. I have a funny story to tell. My wife thought it was going to be Mel Gibson and uh, missed by just that much. Anyway, we're going to talk about Mo, who trains, among others, Saquon Barkley, as well as number two presumptive pick for the Washington Redskins in the draft, Chase Young of the Washington Redskins. So we're excited about that. And we've got a big show today, and of course, steamrolling towards Friday, where our special guest will be the actor Michael Rappaport. So you don't want to touch that now. It's going to be exciting, and uh, as I said, we're going to start momentarily with Rod Langway, and just an amazing guy who had an amazing career, and somebody that I've always respected. Uh, he is a guy that was physical. He was tough. He is absolutely the leader that the Capitals needed uh, for the years he played, and uh, he's just somebody the fans love. And he joins us now, number five, Rod Langway. Welcome to the Sports King Show. Oh, thanks, Jamie. Thanks for having me again. Hey, man, always love talking to you. I'll tell folks this story. Uh, coming up, of course, I was a huge baseball and football fan. They said, hey, you got to go cover the Capitals. This is way back when it first started, and I was like, Man, hockey, I'm not sure about this because, of course, you grew up with it, and I didn't. And uh, I said, how's this going to be? So I went, and I saw you guys, and I thought to myself, I've never seen anything like the precision, the passing, the physicality, the 
uh, and I know it's something you grew up with. Uh, talk about your earliest remembrances of your career and uh, growing up with hockey. And I know it's just a part of your life, but uh, how easy did it come to you early on in your career? Well, I grew up in Boston, but most of the what I was doing, I was playing mostly uh, baseball and football uh, growing up. I never really got into basketball. And uh, about 12 years old, uh, a player named Bob York came on the scene in Boston, and uh, he won a Stanley Cup. And, you know, I got into the, the hockey scene, and my buddies that I grew up with played um you know, baseball or football with me, they talked me into trying out for hockey. And I was 13 when I first got on a team, and I went from there. And then, uh, you know, I started playing, you know, high school sports. I was three, you know, three sports. I just went from one sport to another all year long. Thank God. It kept me out of trouble. And uh, I just went from there, and then I was lucky enough to get a scholarship in football to go to the University of New Hampshire with a, a dual scholarship, I could make a choice of one or the other sport, and uh, just turned out uh, the Montreal Canadiens and the Birmingham Bulls of the old WHA drafted me my sophomore year, and you know I decided I was just going to be a school teacher or physical education or physical therapist on the side, and you know I said I might as well take a chance of uh, professional hockey. Unbelievable. I mean, you played football, baseball, picked it up at 13. I mean, that wasn't the, the, the traditional route uh, as far as uh, most hockey players, but that just speaks to your athleticism. I mean, the fact that it came to you as it did, because uh, skating is an art form all itself. I can't barely walk, uh, much less skate, but to hear you are going full speed, stopping on a dime and the things that you did, how was that transition as far as getting on skates? Did that uh, take a little bit of time or did it come just naturally? Uh took a lot of work. I think uh, in the case of myself, I was lucky. Again, I grew up with the climate where uh, we had some bad winters up north, and I skated mostly on the ponds and the little rivers in the, in the woods. You know, me and my buddy would just go out. Normally, it was just two of us go out and try to find a little, you know, thin coat of ice that was frozen in the woods where the sun wasn't hitting it, and we put our skates on, and we just you know, no matter how big it was, we were skating. And uh, and then, of course, the street hockey phase came in, and if we weren't on the ice, we were playing street hockey. When you look at Rod Langway, of course, six foot three, 218-pounder, and he was recruited only as a top baseball pro prospect. He was looked at as a future NFL quarterback. Uh, a lot of folks that don't look deep into what you've done in the past may not know this. I mean, they thought you were just a career hockey guy, but, man, you had it all, and you could have picked any number of sports. I know you gravitated towards hockey, but, man, to be considered as an NFL quarterback, I mean, uh, that's one of those uh, facts that a lot of people don't know about you. Yeah, I had a, I had a decent arm in high school, but I think uh, most of what I've heard through the grapevine lately, not lately, but when I was finished playing uh, professional hockey, um, some of the scouts that saw me play in college, they liked me as an outside linebacker more than a, a quarterback. So, you know, we had an All-American quarterback at UNH my freshman year. And, uh, you know, UNH, you only had so many players that could play. So I, I played linebacker in high school also. So 
uh, we were short and linebackers, and my linebacker coach asked me to, you know, instead of playing quarterback or sitting on the bench for a couple of years, come and play uh, outside linebacker, and I did. Well, I'll tell you what, I always appreciated you because whenever I'd interview you in the locker room, you were always cordial, always kind, always had a great quote, and you were very welcoming And a time that a lot of guys sometimes didn't want to bother with, but you looked at that responsibility and you just treated people well. You always have. And the fact that uh, you you would bang people around for 60 minutes and then come out and still have the opportunity. Uh, as far as the class that you always showed, I was just always impressed with that. And I know that's something that in terms of your approachability, you've always been to not only the fans, but the media as well. I appreciate that, Jamie. Yeah, I was taught very well up in Montreal. Uh, you know, I had some of the great, players ever that played the game in the locker room that were, you know, retired, like John Belleville, who's passed, um, Yvonne Lambert, um, Guy Lafleur was on the team. I mean, those guys, you know, they were the best in the league, and, you know, they taught me, you know, no one's better than the other. And, you know, we would do charity work at uh, Children's Hospital, and you see these guys that are super, superstars, and they were just like, you know, normal Joe. And that's more or less how I got, you know, into the, I guess, the charity part of it, of uh, sports, and it just kept going. Rod Langway, our special guest, the former Capitals captain who started it all for the Caps, and uh, of course they've had great success lately. You had some great years with the Capitals, and I know uh, the Stanley Cup was something that you pursued. What team do you feel, looking back, was one of the best uh, that you played with with the Caps? Oh, I would probably say right around, uh, what, 85 to 90, I would say we could have won at least four Stanley Cups. I think if there wasn't, um, you know, some injuries, mostly in 89, I think when we got swept by the Bruins, uh, Scotty, Scott Stevens, and myself had separated shoulders, and we lost Dino Cicerelli and Kevin Hatchett to knee injuries. And, you know, it was the semifinals, and I think we were – we were a better team than being swept by the Bruins, that's for sure. Yeah. And uh, but other than that, I think we those are the teams that I remember. I think in the mid '80s, late '80s were the best capital teams I played with. Uh, what I loved about you, of course, uh, Rod Langway was a two-time winner of the Norris Memorial Trophy as a top defenseman in the NHL, elected to the Hall of Fame in 2002. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. But your defensive play. It was stellar. You gave everything you had every night. You never cheated the fans. That's something I always respected about you. And not that you were uh, a guy that wanted to goon it up, but there's one thing about Rod Langway. You didn't mess with Rod Langway, and you basically, uh, uh, if he had to drop the gloves, it was one of those things he would do. But I'll tell you what, you took the fact that you were the defenseman that really didn't put up with any gruff. I mean, you basically set the tone. You had to take a lot of, re, uh, uh, in terms of your approach, a lot of, the aspect of physicality, you really set the tone for the Caps. That's something that uh, you took a lot of pride in. Yeah, I did. I think, uh, you know, again, I'm, I'm going back to the to Montreal days where you know, I played four years in Montreal. I was taught by some of the best defensemen and defensive forwards ever that played. And, you know, I was always, you know, yelled at, if they're going to stand next to the net, make them pay for those cheap goals. And you know, one of the best goalies in the in the world, Kenny Dryden at the time, and he would be on me all the time. Says, "Whack him, you know, or get him out of my crease or whatever. Do your job." <laughs> and just it's 
you know, in my brain to do it. And plus, I had a little bit of the football attitude where, you know, you, you get in my territory, I'm going to hit you. And that's how I played hockey a little bit. And again, you know, the respect, the fighting part of it just came of just, you know, taking care of yourself and, you know, not trying to get hurt, to tell you the truth. Because, you know, up north or in college or high school, you would get kicked off the team or get kicked out of the league if you fought. So I was a late bloomer in the the Fisker Cup on ice. And uh, don't worry, I got beat up a couple times learning how to fight on, on skates. How do you feel about that aspect? Some people I've heard are pro and con in terms of the dropping the gloves. I I personally love it. I know a lot of people don't. Your your thoughts on it? I think it's it's still in the game. I think it's part of you know. You look at you know Wilson for us and a couple other players. You know it doesn't make you a, a lesser player because you want to fight. I think it's a case where you know it's that respect part of the game that comes out. You know instead of swinging the stick or you know, taking somebody's teeth out with a cross check, you know, you're so-called gentlemen, the old days, you know, as cowboys and then the, uh, out in the street, come on outside and let's finish it outside type of, you know, a man fight. You know, you challenge and you drop your gloves and you go, all right, we're going to go together. You know, there's nothing dirty and you go at it and you, after that you more or less, you know, giggle or, you know, you, you lost, you get stitched up and you come back out and play. I talked to your teammate from years ago, Greg Adams, one night, and we were talking. And I said, what do you guys say? I was so intrigued because you guys get in the scrums and you push on each other and words are exchanged. And he said, well, I can't tell you anything uh, that would air. But basically, <laughs> basically he said, uh, we go into heritage, mother, fathers, a girlfriend, nothing's off limits. Uh, some of that stuff you've probably heard through the year you could write a book on. <laughs> oh, for sure. But, you know, I wasn't a talker. Uh, I would, you know, I, I would always lose an argument no matter where I was. Um, but in the case of, you know, some of the guys, you know, you go through, oh, Dale Hunter wasn't much of a talker, but when he did say it, it was funny. And uh, Scott Stevens had a quick tongue. I mean, but some of the stuff that comes out of players and it makes you laugh. And you, it's, it just, you know, it's part of the game, I guess. Uh, I would I would hate to play you know wide receiver or outside linebacker now in football with all the stuff that you hear about in the NFL. Our special guest, number five, former Capitals captain Rod Langway. Nobody did it better than Rod. I've got to ask you this: You talked about the physicality and about guys uh, losing their teeth. I mean, I, I watch you guys. I'm just in amazement. I mean, I pulled a groin this morning coming out of my car, walking into the building. I mean, that's what broadcasters do. But you guys, I've seen you lose teeth, get stitches over your eyes and the side of your face. Uh, I mean, it's just unbelievable. You're back the next shift or the next period. I mean, is this just uh, the tough aspect, just inherent? Or are you guys just, uh, hey, you just kind of put it aside and say it's part of the game? That's part of the history, I think. I think it's part of being macho, I guess. But again, it's a, if you can't skate or you can't hold a well, number one, you can't stand up and skate. You know, you're not helping yourself or the team. But the stitches part of it, if you can't see, you can't play. I mean, stitches are just a cut, and if the stitches break or you get recut, you get restitched. So blood is not much to hockey players for sure. Mm-hmm. And but the, you know, the backs. 
the uh, I guess the knees and stuff like that. If you can't, like I said, if you can't stand up on skates, you're useless and you you're not coming back. Talk about the Capitals. They win the Stanley Cup a couple years back. Uh, what did that mean to you? I mean. You weren't there on the ice, but yes, you were in a lot of ways because if it wasn't for Rod Langway and all the great players that preceded this group, I think you guys always set the tone for a great franchise. And like I say, you missed out a few chances for a Stanley Cup. How much pride did you take in them winning that? Immense. I mean, uh, I had tears after they won it. Uh, I'm I'm still on high, believe it or not. I think it's uh, they'll never be able to take the, the banner down. I was fortunate enough that the organization gave me a Stanley Cup ring. Um, they didn't need, you know, they didn't have to do that, but they did. And some of the comments that, you know, Ovechkin and some of the players have said about, you know, they've heard the history of the Capitals and, you know, save the Caps, and which I was part of. And like you were saying, Jamie, is the the back in the days, early '80s, that we saved the Caps. Our team did, and. You know, it was real close to being sold, and who knew, you know, where it would be then. But uh, you know, A. Poland and now Ted Leonsis, um saved the cat by not moving it. I think it would have still been okay where it was in Maryland. But uh, I enjoy going to D.C. and you know, working with them and you know, watching games all the time. And it's a it's a different atmosphere at the Cap Center now. I was going to ask you about that because you were a fan favorite, of course, nicknamed the Secretary of Defense for his great defensive play. Of course, he was uh, drafted in the NHL 36 overall in 1977 by the Montreal Canadiens. When you look at the fan base and the rabid fan base, of course, Rock the Red and all that, the fans at times not always sold out when you played, but one thing about it, they were rabid, and they were behind not only number five, the whole team, but they loved you, and I know this for a fact, they speak of you in loving terms because of the fact that you gave everything you had and you stood out defensively. You weren't going to, as I said earlier, take anything, and you set the tone for those caps. You have to take pride in the fact, the love affair with the fans. Well, absolutely. You know, you, you got to realize, when we, you know, back in when I got here in 82, September, I mean, it was saved the caps. I, I think they were giving away more tickets than they were selling. So, but, so, you know, David Boyle and Apol and made a decision, and Lou Strettler, who was in charge of most of the ticketing uh, ideas, uh, I think Abe said it, he wasn't going to keep the team unless there was almost 12,000 people in the stadium. So, you know, we were doing PR work almost, you know, every week. Just to keep people get people to come watch us play. I mean, I, you know, we heard stories that well, I was told the certain areas of DC you don't go to, and I, and I didn't. I like my my cocktails after practice and stuff, and <laughs> I was I was going out giving tickets out to bartenders, managers of bars, and I put the time in, you know, during the off season and the season of getting hockey fans or future hockey fans to come to the game. And then once we hit the playoffs, it, it kind of went crazy. And then we got, I became friends with some of the uh, hogs of the Redskins, uh, Grimm and Jacoby, to name a few. And we got them loving hockey. So it started a, a trend of you know other sporting teams in the in D.C. area that started loving the Capitals. 
When you look at the guys you played against, uh, of course, the great one, Wayne Gretzky, uh, and some of the top scorers, who are a couple of the guys that you look back at your career and say, man, they were the best I ever played against, and to be on the ice with them was an honor? Well, I go back to Bobby Orr. I only played, I think I played three games against Bobby Orr, and that's when he was with, he got sold to Chicago, and he was playing with no knees. I mean, and he was still one of the best players on the ice. Um, but I was fortunate enough to play with some great players in Montreal. Guy Lafleur, I had a chance to play with him every day in practice. Jacques Lemaire. But, you, you know, you start naming greats. I don't like to put numbers on them like most <laughs> professional athletes. But I would probably get, you know you're going to get Gretzky, Lemieux. Um, I never had an opportunity to play against Ovechkin. But what he's doing now, you've got to put him up there. Um, Messier, jeez, uh, there's some great hockey players. You can keep going. You can pick. You can pick a team and pick two or three on each team, and they would be up there in the top ten. Rod Langway's jersey, number five, was retired by the Washington Capitals on November 26, 1997. If you want to go to the stadium and look up in the top in the rafters, you'll see it there, and it so rightfully is there because he did so much for this organization. Inducted into the United States Hockey Hall of Fame 1999 and uh, just an amazing, amazing player, elected to the Hockey Hall of Fame in 2002. Rod, what did that mean to you? Oh, icing on the cake. Uh, getting recognized. I, I had a, a feeling that was going to happen, but I kept coming out of retirement to play in the East Coast to help, you know, young players and the young teams, uh, you know, teach, I guess, to try to teach and get back into coaching and to get back into hockey. But it just didn't work. And uh, I had fun doing it. I made some real good friends by doing it. But uh, I think once they put my my jersey up in the stadium uh, and – it was against the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, it was a special, special night. And then getting inducted to the U.S. Hall of Fame and to the NHL Hall of Fame in Toronto. Uh, that was a, you know, you, it's, it's, you know, every time you get announced, you know, talking to you on the radio, Jamie, or getting introduced to somebody, that NHL, NHL Hall of Fame label is on my name and that's something special yes indeed and uh, in our final moments with rod langway uh the capitals this year everybody says they got a shot to win it all what's your take on this year's edition i do like uh chances i think uh if, you know like if the guys the, the players that they have right now come along and you know just keep plugging away uh i think we're gonna get goals um hope he seems like he's getting back into the the swing of things of, you know, playing really well. But the thing is, he's been playing great, and we he's been losing. And other games, he hasn't had a, a real good game, and we'll win. So hockey's a funny – all sports is funny. You can have a bad game and still win. But uh, I like our chances. Again, it's going to be injuries and power play, I believe. And, uh, again, hope he's going to, you know, be on his game to have any chance in the playoffs. So what do you miss most about not playing, and what uh, what do you look forward oh. to the most in terms of uh, this year's caps down the stretch? Is there one thing you've identified with them as far as uh, they, they're going to have to do to win it all? To win it all is just, again, it's all luck. I, I won't say all luck, 
you got to have the players to play. But you go, there's a diamond in the rough that's on the bench that's a young kid that will, you know, pop in a winning goal, overtime goal. Uh, there's players that will make a name for themselves that that stick to them for the rest of their career. Uh, you know, the history of, of sports in general, you, you look at the – when you become a champion – uh, you've done something great, and you, know, you look at uh, you know when we won the Stanley Cup, you can go through four or five goals that made players' career, and you know, they're getting rewarded by a Stanley Cup, but also you know the money issue of you know contract or whatever. But to get the Stanley Cup, you got to have the goaltending to bounce up the puck off the post that goes not in but other than that. Um, a player that's on his back, the puck hits him in the skate and goes in the net. You know, that type of things that you you can't defend, but if you don't work to get there, it doesn't happen. Final question for you, Rod. Uh, yeah. In regards to what you're up to now, catch the fans up on all the things cool. you're doing now. I know you've done some coaching. What are you up to now? Right now I'm working with the Capitals. Uh, so-called, you know, they, they still label me as the uh, Secretary of Defense of the capital, and I do a salute to the Warriors at the game almost well, every night I'm there, which is right around 35 games that I go to, and then, of course, the playoffs. But, um, and then we do charity. I have a meeting today with some of the alumni and uh, some of the staff that works for the Capitals. We're selecting uh, five scholarships to hockey players that are in the area, and we, we give them a scholar, you know, partial scholarship to college. And we try to raise money for the alumni and help charities in the neighborhood, really. So the and, Zim- uh, of the, the alumni in, in the Washington Capitol team. So I keep busy. We saw the Zamboni driver recently called up uh, to come in for Carolina. If they need you, Coach Reardon says, hey, one more shift. Could you go out and bang somebody around one more time? I could probably do one shift. <laughs> I'll be then probably in the, the family box, but um, no, my days are done. Hey, if those days were as great as anybody ever played the game, Rod. Always a pleasure, always an honor, and, of course, you were one of the greatest to ever do it, and we thank you for joining us today on The Sports King. Jamie, thanks for the kind words, and I appreciate it. Rod Langway, number five. Man, what an all-time great and honor every time we talk to him. And hopefully we can get him back uh, as the Stanley Cup playoffs come on with the Caps and hopefully get him back again on the Sports King. We're going to take a timeout. You're listening to Sports King on Sports 106.1. Hi, this is Mike Singletary, former Chicago Bear, Hall of Famer. You're listening to my friend Jamie King, the Sports King on Sports 106.1. Hi, sports fans. It's the Sports King for the podiatry center of renowned foot doctor, Dr. Paul Ross. Dr. Ross is an expert who develops individual game plans for the sole purpose of getting his patients back to 100% as quickly as possible. In my case, I wore soft casts, hard casts. I was in pain and I saw no relief. That is, until Dr. Ross came to the rescue. He restored my foot to the way it was originally, and he gave me the quality of life I so desperately wanted to return to. He can do the same for you. He has state-of-the-art techniques and strategies to ensure your pain and issues become a thing of the past. If you've tried the rest, do yourself a favor and now try the best. 
Call today. Two offices to serve you, Bethesda, Maryland, and Springfield, Virginia. That's the Podiatry Center of Dr. Paul Ross. For more information, go to paulrossdpm.com. That's paulrossdpm.com. The Sports King Studio line is now open. If you got a sports question, thoughts on your mind about your favorite team, we'd love to hear from you at 804-327-0888. That's 804-327-0888. Welcome back, everybody. Wednesday edition of the Sports King. Our special thanks to Captain Rod Langway, Ben. Played his career without a helmet in the NHL. Are you kidding me? Talk about tough. Tough and a little bit crazy, maybe. But yeah, you that was awesome. That was cool to hear him tell some with stories. Rod Langway. Doesn't <laughs> sound like it. No. He was being very kind when he said I'd had to whack people around a little bit back there. You didn't get near <laughs> that crease with that guy. Right. I uh, sent a text to a, a friend of mine uh, who's a huge Caps fan who lives up in Northern Virginia and um, told him he was. He was on the show, and I think the first thing he sent back was what y'all were talking about, Secretary of Defense. Oh, man. That's him. That's it. Yep. You knew, and I when I watched the Caps, I was like, man, I don't have to worry about the back end. With Rod Langway back there, you knew defensively he was going to get guys there to do their job. And, of course, he said, and I believe it, were not for a few injuries. The Caps could have won several Stanley Cups back then. I know that was disappointing, but the fact that uh, look at the class of Ted Leonsis to give him a championship ring and some of those guys that a championship cool. ring yeah. for being part because that shows Ted Leonsis really understands uh, the guys that paved the way. And Rod Langway, when they were looking to take the team out of D.C., and when he had to bust his tail in front of half-empty crowds, he did everything he could for that organization. I, I never saw the guy take a game off. He gave everything he had, the hustle. The, I mean, he would get on guys and say, come on, we gotta, we got to do better. Let's go. Let's pick it up. And he was just a leader in every sense of the, of the word. And one thing about Rod is uh, very quiet. As he said, he didn't have to say a lot on the ice. And when he dropped the gloves, you knew it was go time. But uh, a guy you always wanted on your side, and we were so happy to have number five as – our defense, uh, defensive leader and, of course, Secretary of Defense. So. I thought it was hilarious. He said, I could probably do one more shift, Yeah, and that's it. I always wonder that if that was uh, cool. these guys always think there's a, one more at bat. Yes, I think I can still take one out. I can still throw one deep. And I always feel like I got one more left in me. It's like uh, don't have a lot, but you have maybe one more in you. But, uh, no, Rod, I know, could still bang some guys around. He is an excellent Excellent defenseman, all-time, of course, great. His jersey's in the rafters. And Hall of Famer, well-deserved, and we thank him. And he'll be back, uh, we hope, during the playoffs to give us his perspective. And uh, we once again thank Rod Langway, number 5, the captain of your Washington Capitals. Hey, uh, we'd love to hear from you today on the Sports King. We've got a big show, of course, uh, Mo Gibson, not Mel Gibson, of course, last night talking to the missus, and she wasn't totally listening to me, Ben. And I said, really excited. Tomorrow's show, we've got Chase Young's trainer, Mo Gibson, and we're excited to have him on. And she's half doing something in the kitchen and looks over and says, man, I think that's just great. Your show's really doing so good. You've got Mel Gibson coming on. And so I played around with it for a while, let her think that, uh, of course, the Lethal Weapon star was coming on with us today. But it's Mo Gibson. 
He's making lethal weapons, though, because he's making Chase Young a lethal weapon. How about that segue? As far as uh, his training ability, he's trained Saquon Barkley and Chase Young. We're going to find out all the inside info on Chase Young, what makes him so special, talk about his strength, his speed, all the things he's working on, uh, and inside information we're going to get here on the Sports King coming up at the top of the hour with Mo Gibson, not Mel Gibson. Just a bit outside. Yes, she was. But I did have a celebrity encounter when I went to Los Angeles. Did I tell you this? I don't think I did, Ben. Refresh my memory. I don't think I so. I walked on the plane <clears throat> and in first class, bent over, getting some vitamins out of his suitcase, was none other than Danny Glover. Other Lethal Weapon alum. Yes. And when he stood up, I said, Danny Glover? <laughs> Uh, That's what you kind of have to kinda do. Kind like of obvious, and he said, "Run into someone and he said, a, yes. a celebrity." I yeah. said, "Hey, how are you?" We shook hands, and uh, I said, "Big fan of what you do, and uh, you know, you don't want to bother anybody, but uh, so kind." Took a few minutes, and uh, great guy. So I got to meet him, but not Mel Gibson yet, which I need you to work on, please. We'll after work on the that. show today, yeah. Hey, folks, you want to take part in the show? Talk about Rod Langway. Talk about uh, Mo Gibson. If you have any questions for Mo about Chase Young, give us a call. 804-327-0888 is the number. 804-327-0888 is the number. Have a trivia question coming up here shortly. Um, want to also let you know that the actor, Michael Rappaport, comedian, he does it all. Renaissance man. He's going to be appearing in Richmond Friday and Saturday at the Funny Bone. He'll be joining us on Friday's edition of the Sports King Show. We are so excited about that. And it is going to be fun in here. I cannot wait. Uh, I've been watching more and more of his videos, and uh, the guy is just one of a kind. He'll tell you what he thinks. One thing about him, I know this for a fact, Ben, no filter, and he will not hold back his opinion. Nope. So you've got a big job on your hands on Friday. I think we'll be okay. Okay. We, uh, he's a pro. He, he knows this is ter- uh, terrestrial radio and not the, not the alternative. So I, I think he's, he'll come in guns blazing, but, but not too much. Not too much. Yeah. Okay. He'll keep them. He'll keep it. He'll keep it relatively clean. I'm confident. Okay. I'm trying to talk myself into this in case you didn't, uh, in case you didn't get that. Keep, I think you'll be fine. Keep your finger on the button. Just finger on safe. the button. We, uh, we're looking forward to having him. Um, was initially going to be around the start of the show, but hang around through the uh, the first hour of the show on Friday. He'll be here uh, around 11.15, 11.20 okay. on Friday. Fantastic. Yep. We look forward to that in a big way. Uh want to go around the world of sports. Once again, want to give us a call. 804-327-0888 is the number. Talk about sports, your favorite players, your favorite teams, right here in the Sports King. I saw something on ESPN, and it really, uh, man, I got teared up on this one. Uh, this happened five years ago. Josh Spidell suffered a traumatic brain injury in a car accident when he was a senior in high school. Shortly after the former prep standout and three-star recruit committed to playing for Vermont. On Tuesday, he made his first Division I start on senior day. And he registered the first points for his collegiate career in a matchup against Albany. It was a prearranged moment, but it didn't matter. Spidell scored on the team's first possession with 19.40 on the clock in the first half. Spidell caught a pass from teammate Everett Duncan, took one step, and scored a layup off the backboard. Players from – this is why – I mean, I was getting choked up watching this, folks, and you need to watch this. If you want to see the best thing you'll see all day, players from both Vermont and Albany hugged Spidell before he went to his bench, both teams. 
and they hugged every player and every coach on the court. And I saw something from both teams' coaches. They both went out and hugged him and gave him some kind words. Uh, Albany coach Will Brown, uh, he said, I did it. I'm a college basketball player, Spidell said after Vermont's 85-62 victory. I scored in a college basketball game. He said, quote, Spidell, you can't take that away from me. I'm just so forever grateful, unquote. Spidell joked that he considered missing the shot, if only for the chance to add to a stat line. <laughs> he was talking about thinking about missing it, maybe get an offensive rebound in there, but I figured I might as well go one for one, shoot 100% in my college career. A remarkable scene for everybody there that watched this. His mother, Lisa Spidell, said she cried when she saw her son run onto the court for warm-ups on Tuesday. And the gym was electric. And, of course, uh, she was there uh, with her husband, David, uh, and they have been through so much. Uh, Josh was a one-time standout player, averaging more than 28 points a game at Columbus High School in Columbus, Indiana. And then he had that horrific accident but came back to score two points last night. And, man, I tell you what. This is one of the reasons I love sports, Ben. When you look at two teams and two coaches that don't care about a score, it's more about a young man and his journey. And uh, I'm getting emotional talking about it now because I, I just I love the fact that people came together to give this young man and anybody that's been in everybody's dealt with somebody who's been in a bad car accident or any type of uh, situation where you've had to come back from a long, long therapy type situation to see him walk on the court and score last night in a senior night, just as special as it gets. Um, just really pulling for the kid and the fact that uh, all the people there gave him a standing ovation did my heart good. And like I say, if you're looking for something today to cheer you up, I know we've got a lot of strife in the country, a lot of people uh, going through a lot of things that uh, uh, it's not always happy. This is a happy thing you need to see to cheer you up and, and definitely uh, put a smile on your face. We're going to take a timeout. We're going to come back. we got a lot more Sports King on Sports 106.1. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back after these messages. Hi, sports fans. This is former Washington Redskins quarterback and Super Bowl 26 MVP, Mark Griffin. You are listening to my favorite sports show, The Sports King, hosted by my great friend, Jamie King, on Sports 106.1. Less is more, right? Well, not when it comes to dealership benefits. I'm Tim Cosgrove, General Manager at CMA's Colonial Honda. We're moving lives forward by extending the warranty on every new car from five years and 60,000 miles to seven years and 100,000 miles. Our mission is to always give our customers more. That's why we have seven Honda Master Technicians and offer a free car wash with every service visit. And now, we will even bring test drives to you because we know that your busy schedules make it difficult to stop in the dealership. Another thing we're extremely proud of is our commitment to the community. From local hero discounts to childhood cancer programs to sponsoring Boy Scout troops. The people truly make us who we are, and we are proud to give back to the ones that give so much to us. So worry less and smile more. Only at CMA's Colonial Honda. Owners just do more. Visit cmascolonialhonda.com today. You're listening to the guy that was once addicted to brake fluid. But please don't worry, he says he can stop at any time. It's the Sports King on Sports 1061. Welcome back to Sports.
Sports King, Craig Fluid Ben, addicted, but I got over it. I stopped. Come on, man. What Good is one. the smile? Come on. It's it's there. Ben wearing his Hooters shirt, Chase Elliott. That's right. Only the best wardrobe for the Sports King show. I need to, I got to get you some, one of the sponsors I have in mind for you, I'm going to get you uh, some GQ clothes in here. What do you think, man? Yeah, I mean, I'd be down for that, sure. All right, I'll take care of it. Improve the wardrobe a little bit. I've got a few suits at home, but uh, that's it. This is What you see is what you get most of the time. Hooter shirt, Braves hat. Jeans so and a hat. Yep. I take it you love uh, Hooters and the Braves. Yeah, Hooters is okay. I'll rock the brand, sure. Okay. And then when you couple it with the uh, sponsorship on the nine car in the Cup Series with Chase Elliott, it's, it's always beat. about the cars That's a powerful with you. combo. Unbelievable. Always leads back to NASCAR. This guy loves NASCAR. Anyway, we want to welcome you back and let you know that we have a trivia question for you that we're going to go with now. So you know what that means, Ben. It's time to play Sports King Trivia. Answer it, today's trivia question and you'll win a prize. Jump the gun a little bit there. I did jump a gun. <laughs> Jumped in front of Mike Kelly there. We will give you a prize. The prize will be a travel pillow of the NBA, NHL, or NFL, uh, or Major League Baseball. Uh, pick your favorite team. Uh, of course, Pegasus Sports is our sponsor of the trivia question, which is Rod Langway, the captain of the Washington Capitals, who joined us earlier in the show, played for the Washington Capitals as a captain. What was the first team he played for in his NHL career? Rod Langway, who did he start his NHL career with? He said it during the interview. If you know, give us a call. 804-327-0888 is the number. 804-327-0888. We thank Pegasus Sports and all the fine folks at Pegasus. And they've been providing some great prizes for the Sports King show. And, uh, of course, we love Pegasus there. We love all our sponsors. We'll be talking about them momentarily. And uh, Ben has some... Kind of breaking news, I guess, on the Kristen Yelich front. This guy is about to get paid Ben Maitland type money. I wish, yeah, <laughs> I wish I was anywhere near two hundred fifteen million. To be honest with you, uh, yeah, came down yesterday. Was reported by Ken Rosenthal of the Athletic, uh, Jeff Passan, ESPN, a bunch of different outlets were following up on the story once it broke. I believe it was Rosenthal who actually broke the story yesterday evening that the Milwaukee Brewers and Yelich coming to terms. Um, Deep in discussions, looks like it's going to get done on a contract extension that will carry him well into his, you know, the 30, 30 year years old bracket. Um, expected to run nine years and be worth approximately $215 million. Um, both sides think that the deal, which would run through the 2028 season, supposed to be a mutual option included for 2029. Uh, they think it's going to get done. So that would mean under the terms of, way, of the way the deal is structured right now, he would earn $12.5 million this season, $14 million in 2021, and then the new seven-year extension worth around $190 million kicks in after that and carries all the way to 2028. So this is a guy, of course, who was traded over from the Marlins a few years back and then proceeded to absolutely set the world on fire at Miller Park and with the Brewers and en route to winning the 2018 National League MVP and then uh, was – Really, really close to winning back-to-back last year. Got hurt, as you recall, uh, I think September 10th last season. Fractured his kneecap when he fouled a ball off of his knee. And he was done for the rest of the year. And it ultimately went to Cody Bellinger of the Dodgers. Yes. The MVP. But he was right there in the running a season ago to maybe go back-to-back. The best thing that ever happened to the guy was getting out of Miami. And he would be the first to tell you that, I'm sure. He went from a cavernous ballpark there in 
in Marlins Park to a, a more hitter-friendly environs at Miller Park. And like I said, proceeded just to absolutely set the world on fire. So now he's getting quite well compensated in, in the aftermath of that. Speaking, so. of, speaking of well compensated, uh, a guy is coming up here at the top of the hour, Mo Gibson, not Mel Gibson. Of course, the trainer of Chase Young, also Saquon Barkley. He's going to talk about Chase Young. Will he go number two to the Redskins? Talk about his workouts. Man, we're going to get the inside scoop. I'm so excited to learn that. Um, getting texts left and right. Some folks uh, giving me kudos for my, uh, let's see, uh, my brother uh, just texted me, love my, can stop any time, of course. Uh, the brake fluid? Yeah, the brake fluid. One of the all-time greats. It's, I said the other day, one. and you didn't uh, you didn't guffaw like you should have. <laughs> I said, if Al, who's on sports phone, and what time, of course? Now 8 to 10. 8 to 10. Leading into this show. But yep. if Al, and I told him this yesterday, he actually broke into a smile. I said, if you were on at night, you would then become the night, night Al? Al. I smiled. I didn't laugh. So, <laughs> Come on, man. You get this on top of great sports. I'm laughing too. now. All the tips and all the news I bring you, the guests, and yes, comedy on top of that. The Night Owl. We anyway, a bit of everything. Yeah. Trivia question Where did Rod Langway, the captain of the Capitals, play? If you know, give us a call 804 327 0888 is the number. And uh, sound effect time. And uh, we are going to also let you know that uh, we will be joined by Michael Rappaport, the great actor and the comedian who will be appearing at the Funny Bone in uh, Richmond on Friday night and Saturday night. Friday and Saturday, yep. And rumors are that you and I will be uh, in attendance in a VIP section, right? That'd be nice. Huh? I think they're working on that. So The Cristal, the whole nine yards? Yeah. <laughs> it's like a two-carry VIP. Way. Come on, man. Very important uh People? Exactly. Persona? Can you get the throne in there? That's a question. I don't think we can fit the throne into the uh, the VIP section. They'd have to clear out all the other seating. That's a Do bit of a Herculean task. Do you know Michael task. Rappaport, that movie I told you about, True Romance, you yes. have to watch this. Of course, early Brad Pitt in that. Of course, Christian Slater was in it, James Gandolfini. It's a it's a violent kind of film, but it's got a great theme to it, and uh, Christian Slater did a great job, and Michael Rappaport was memorable in that movie as he's in, man, he's been in Friends, he's been in ER, you remember him in ER with George Clooney, right? I do. He was, it was just a one-episode stint, or a one-off thing that he did on ER, but it's uh, memorable. And, that's I mean, what I'm saying, me, that's one thing about it. least, if there's a guilty pleasure TV-wise for me, it's, that's up there. Old we, old ER episodes. You, you have to understand about actors. If they can go in one or five or ten uh, shows, and if you remember just them and they stand out, that's a mark of an actor. And this guy, for whatever reason, he has that kind of magic that you don't forget usually when he's been in a particular movie. He has that kind of presence about him. He does, and, yes. And uh, he also <laughs> is opinionated. So yes, he's very opinionated. We're going to find out about that, too. But... Uh, anything coming up on this Chase Young situation with uh, Mo Gibson? Uh, what intrigues you the most about Mo? Uh, just getting his insight into you know the work ethic. How they you uh, yeah, I think you mentioned Saquon Barkley was also trained by him too. So that's two good ones. I mean Saquon's been in the league now what a couple of years since he was drafted, and now you have Chase Young who's probably going to go relatively high. Uh, your buddy Joe Theismann told Zach Gelb here on on um, or on Gelb's CBS. Um, sports radio show the other night that you can't pass on Chase Young. That's Theismann's opinion. Well, I know that there's a lot of people with a lot of different opinions out there, but people seem to think he's you know the generational type talent. And whether the Skins take him at number two remains to be seen. 
you're getting high praise from Joe Theismann, that's got to mean something. But um, to talk to Mo and just to see the insight into, again, the work ethic, how they go about their business and, and all the preparations now um, coming off of the, this last season at Ohio State and, and putting up big numbers and re- expected to go high in the draft, what, uh, what's the mindset here as we go through the month of March and get closer to the draft next month? Well, I'll tell you what, it, it's going to be interesting uh, to see the workout this guy has been doing. It's just phenomenal. I'm looking at this, and I'm like, man, the weight this kid's throwing up and the speed and the physicality of this guy, he is going to be, if the skins take him, it will be an amazing pick. But uh, I want to find out about uh, Moe's mentality going into the uh, workouts, what he has planned out for Chase leading up to draft day. We'll find out all about that. Um, basically want to find the mindset of the trainer as much as uh, what's going into everyday workouts. So you'll get that when we come back. Of course, we'll take your phone calls. After that, we've got a trivia prize on the line, of course. Give us a call a little bit later, 804-327-0888 is the number. And uh, we're excited. Michael Rappaport in the studio on Friday. We've got a lot going on. It's a Sports King on a Wednesday. Stay with us. Don't go anywhere. And I'm telling you what. If you want to know what it takes to become an NFL player at the highest level, and folks, uh, some people think this guy's the best guy in the draft. We're going to find out if Mo feels he's the best guy in the draft. Trainer's a pretty big cog in the machine, man. The way all this. If you saw what he did for Saquon Barkley, you know what he can do. Uh, And I have a question for him, uh, kind of off topic. uh, If he takes you and I on as clients, I mean. Well, we had Linta on the phone yesterday, Joe Linta, who was Flacco's agent, and we couldn't get him to sign us yesterday maybe i need mo as far as the trainer side of things well you saw my facebook page the sports king radio facebook page yes chase young with no shirt pumping up iron dude's Uh, ripped if he can get if mo could get me there sign me up mo we got to find out (laughs) so find out shortly exactly mo gibson not mel gibson when sports king comes back right after these messages don't go anywhere we're going to find out about chase young as a sports king returns on a wednesday morning Number 54, Washington Redskins. You're listening to my friend, Jamie King, the Sports King, on Sports 106.1. Coastal Carolina University offers you the academic experiences you need to succeed after college. From marine science to computer science, from theater to music technology, from hospitality management to health administration, there is a place for you at Coastal Carolina University. With inspired learning opportunities in the classroom, in the field, online, and around the world, Coastal Carolina offers the opportunities to support and empower your success. Visit coastal.edu to learn more. Less is more, right? Well, not when it comes to dealership benefits. I'm Tim Cosgrove, General Manager at CMA's Colonial Honda. We're moving lives forward by extending the warranty on every new car 
from five years and 60,000 miles to seven years and 100,000 miles. Our mission is to always give our customers more. That's why we have seven Honda Master technicians and offer a free car wash with every service visit. And now we will even bring test drives to you because we know that your busy schedules make it difficult to stop in the dealership. Another thing we're extremely proud of is our commitment to the community. From local hero discounts to childhood cancer programs to sponsoring Boy Scout troops. The people truly make us who we are, and we are proud to give back to the ones that give so much to us. So worry less and smile more. Only at CMA's Colonial Honda. Owners just do more. Visit cmascolonialhonda.com today. Welcome back. You're listening to a man who is cooler than the other side of the pillow. It's the Sports King on Sports 1061. Welcome back, everybody. Sports King on Sports 106.1. And we want to thank Captain Rod Langway of the Washington Capitals from Hour 1. And we're going to tr- transition now to a guy that, well, he holds a lot of our future excitement in his hands because he is the maestro that is hitting all the right notes with Chase Young. He is Mo Gibson, the trainer, joins us. And, Mo, welcome to the Sports King. Hey, thanks for having me. Mo, we got to ask you, you represented uh, as far as the training aspect for Saquon Barkley. Now it's Chase Young. Talk about uh, what's going on in terms of Chase's training and uh, how's it been going so far? Uh, I mean, train, training has, has, has been going very well. Um, Chase is very focused. He's very humble. Uh, so, it, so dealing with a guy like that, it, it makes things a lot easier. Uh, he's just excited. He's he's just ready to to get back on the field and, and show everyone uh, that that he's worth the the pick. Whatever pick he goes, whether he goes one, two, three, or four, it doesn't matter. He's just ready to get uh, get going. A lot of Redskins fans are wondering. Uh, we've heard a lot about this young man, his makeup. I've heard some great things about him. You work with him daily. Talk about what makes him special in terms of not only his athleticism. But what are some things you've noticed about him that will translate to his NFL game? The great thing about Chase is, I mean, when you look look at his size, I mean, six five, um, about two sixty seven, almost two seventy. Uh, when you when you look at his size and you look you look at that and then you look at how he moves, uh, he moves very well. He he. So the way I train Chase, I train Chase just like I would train any any other skill player. Um, when we do a lot of like footwork drills and things like that, even when it comes down to running on a track, the times that I give him are times of 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 a lot of skill players. So and I just feel if Chase can keep up with those skill players and, and keep up with those times that it make things a lot easier when it's time for him to go to camp and when it's time for him to perform on the field. Um, so not only that, I mean, but not only is he is he 6'5 and 270 and can move the way he can move, he's also strong, you know, strong as the ox. Uh, and the one thing about Chase, Chase is always going to challenge himself. So um, I'm going to push him, but then Chase is going to push himself. Chase is probably his worst critic. Uh uh, if 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 Chase has a goal and 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 he doesn't hit that goal that day, you know that's something that stays with him and and he's willing to work to to reach that goal. 
Our special guest, Mo Gibson, and Mo is uh, the owner-operator of GibsonPT.com. You want to take a look at all the things he does, and we'll get into that in a few minutes. Our special guest, Mo Gibson, who trains, uh, among others, Saquon Barkley of the New York Giants, as well as uh, presumptive number 2 pick in the NFL draft, Chase Young. Let me ask you this. Uh, the thing that I was excited about as a fan, and now you could fill the rest of the listeners in, you said the first thing he said to you was something very special about wanting to be the best. Could you fill us in on that? Yeah, so so when I first started working with Chase, the first thing he said out of his mouth was, I'm going to be the best player that you ever trained. And uh, this was said back in high school, uh, back when he attended uh, DeMatha High School. Um, and he said that, and he has reminded me of that every year. So now we get to this point where – uh, you know, there's talk of him going number one, talk of him going number two to the Redskins. Uh, and I, I joke with him all the time, and I say, hey, Saquon went number two. Uh, and his his comeback is always, well, you know, I might go number two, but I was also a Heisman finalist. Saquon wasn't. <laughs> um, he, he, he'll, he'll throw his shots in. Uh, he, he has done his homework. But like I said, when Chase sets a goal, he is very determined to, to uh, reach that goal. Well, let me ask you this, uh, not asking you to, it's like picking your favorite child, who your favorite all-time player is to work with, but uh, what are the differences <laughs> with Saquon and, and Chase, two high-caliber talents? Uh, uh, I know one's offensive, one's defensive. In terms of how special uh, both can be, can you put that into words? You know what? That That's a great question, but that's a very scary question. That, and when I say that, uh, I mean, like, Throughout Saquon's college career, even throughout Chase's college career, like those guys would would send me text messages or they would call me. I mean, late at night. I, I remember after the the Iowa game that Saquon had, where he leaped over the guy. Where, where I mean, he had one heck of a game, and and they they won the game in in the last last few plays. I remember him. Uh, we were we were going back and forth at two a.m. At 2 a.m., right after he had probably one of the biggest games, uh, we're going back and forth about his, his, his pass protection. Wow. And that's just something that you just you, you rarely see. Um, sometimes you see guys who get caught up in the, the, the hype. They get caught up in the stories that's, that's written about them. They get, they get caught up in the games that people talk about. But instead, uh, Saquon was more about, hey, I need to get better. And that's all he focused on. And it's, it's no different than Chase. Chase is, is, is trust. I mean, even after the Wisconsin game where everybody talked about the four sacks, you know, he sat there and said, Coach, I should have had six. And we <laughs> talked about those two, those two plays. Um, there are things that I just, I just wish people could be a fly on the wall and, and because you, you, you rarely see it. And, and, and um, you know, Saquon and Chase are not the only guys I train, but – you you rarely see that type of attitude. You rarely see guys attacking attacking their weaknesses the way that they do. Um, and th- those are the things I would say that makes those guys very unique. Between the two, I would just say you know Saquon is. Uh, I would say Chase is probably a little bit more. Uh, he he thinks he's 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 the best dressed person in the world. Um, <laughs> You know, uh, sometimes he doesn't understand how strong he is, how big he is. So, uh, you know, it's, it's times where he wants to play around and he wants to, you know, hit you in your chest or in your back 
and he doesn't realize, okay, Chase, you, you you're not you're not a little guy. Um, but no, I mean, I, I would just say, man, both of those guys, they 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 just want to be the best. They want to be the best at what they do. Um, and I, I would just say with Chase, it it just comes with a look like he. he, he he thinks he comes with a little bit more swag. That's all. Our special guest, Mo Gibson, the trainer of both Saquon Barkley and Chase Young, heading into this NFL draft. The Redskins looking at number two. It, it, take yourself away from a training aspect as a fan. Do you feel the Skins should stay at number two and take him? And what's the case for Chase? In other words, from your standpoint, what are they going to get with this guy if they stay at number two? Uh, do, do I want the Skins to take Chase? Uh, I, I guess I would be biased because I'm, I'm a diehard Redskins fan, so of course I would want Chase to go there. Um, what what the Redskins will get by getting a guy like Chase is a is a, is a motivator. Is a guy that's going to lead by example. Is a guy that's going to he's going to do everything right uh, on the field and off the field. Uh, you're going to get a guy that's going that's going to be take responsibility for for, for his actions. And I, and I know we all human, and I, and I know Chase had an incident uh, in college, and, and he and he manned up to it. Um, I mean, even to this day, you know, we still sometimes have conversations about it where Chase, you know, Chase Chase is disappointed, and and uh, you know, and, and and what he what he did. Um, but I mean, that's what you, that's what they're gonna get. They're gonna get a guy that's gonna work hard. They're gonna get a guy that's gonna set his own goals. They're gonna get a guy that wants to win. He's going to bring that attitude uh, to the locker room. Uh, he's a he, he's a great teammate, and I, I've always heard that. Uh, I've always seen it, even even in in the gym here. Uh, like even now, like like Chase is getting prepared for for the NFL draft, and uh, it's times where he's done his workout, and he'll say, "Hey, I want to stick around. I want to see the, the younger guys. I want to see what they're doing. I want to I want to coach them a little bit. You know, I want to stick around. I want to talk to them." Um, I mean, there's there's so many other things he could be doing, and instead he's always worried about the uh, he's always worried about other people instead of himself, and uh, that's what the rest is going to get. I mean, like I said, I mean I I can say he's going to work hard a hundred times. I mean, until you see it, I I, I think people would then believe it. But uh, I mean, he, he's a workhorse. He's he's a workhorse. Like he, we we work out two to three times a day. Um, he's not late. He's actually early. He'll come in. He'll he'll get his stretching in and things like that. I mean, he's just he's just ready to go. And I, I'm I'm hoping you know whoever has the chance to pick him up. I'm I'm hoping that they they take advantage of that and, and pick him up. But me being a Redskins fan, like I said, I'm hoping they do pick him. Well, another reason to love Mo. He's a Skins fan. I love it. Um, as far as his speed, what are you expecting? I mean, I don't want to give away any trade secrets. I mean, we know he's going high, obviously. What speed range can we look at in the 40? And as far as a bench, do you have a, a number you can throw out or any of his, his stats in terms of what he does in his workouts that the fans would uh, love to hear about? In the speed range, in the speed range, you could expect Chase to run a, a high 4.5 to a low 4.6. Uh, as far as in the bench press, you're going to get him the he'll probably he'll rep that out probably between 32 to 35 times. Does he have a, a high bench uh, that you could tell us about? Is he uh, maxed out, in, or is it more more repetition work with you guys? So the, the highest that he's rep two twenty five with us was was thirty four times. 
34 times. Wow. I'm telling you, this guy's get-off is what impresses me. That first step is just unbelievable, and uh, I'm so excited to potentially see him in burgundy and gold. Uh, Mo, I want to tell you a funny story. Last night, my wife, uh, I told her I was having Mo Gibson on the show, and he's a trainer of uh, Chase Young, among others, and she wasn't listening to me, and she said, you're having Mel Gibson on. That's great. Uh, Mel Gibson, that's so exciting. Uh, so she was thinking you're the actor, and I said, no, not the actor, but in terms of lethal weapons, he makes lethal weapons every single day at his gym, and so I finally had to let on. It wasn't Mel Gibson, but Mo Gibson. Of course, you can find out more about Mo at his website, gibsonpt.com. And, Mo, I want to talk about your business because it's not just the – top-tier athletes. You do uh, Your website is great. You do work with kids. You do work with boxers. You do work with everyday folk. Uh, so talk about your business and the success, and it's going off the charts, I know, for you at Gibson PT. Yeah, so so uh, I actually I uh, started back in 2006, and I uh, started in my mom's basement. I rented out her basement, uh, literally a, a house basement. Um, so I started there, and I would say over a matter of years, I helped over 150 kids receive athletic scholarships. Uh, so at that point, I decided, hey, let me let me try to go get a sh- uh, shop. I went and got one not too far from uh, from my mom's basement, uh, about a thousand square foot building, um, and I was just doing the same thing. I was doing the same thing, uh, helping helping kids receive these scholarships, also mentoring these kids uh, on and off their fields. Uh, but then I was also having my adult clients as well. Um, so, I mean, we outgrew that, and now we're 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 around the corner from that building. We're in the 5,000 square foot building, uh, where now we have so much space to train so many kids. And and I tell you, uh, they always told me, man, if if I built it, like they will come. And and these kids have have come in. They've worked hard. These adults have come in. They they've worked hard, and it's, it's been a pleasure to. To, to watch the process, um, we we start our kids out at the age of five. Wow. So and and I and I like to get them young. And the main reason I like to get them young because kids are kids are a sponge. And to me, even if even if I had a kid from five to maybe eight or five to six, and a kid decided or or parents decided they wanted to go another route, or if they said, "Hey, we we're we're, we're moving to another state." To me, at least they would know the fundamentals. At least they would know the right from wrong uh, in the gym. They they would know the etiquette that, that's in the gym. Uh, so if they would go somewhere else, they would already know that. They would already have a strong foundation. So that that's always been a good thing. Um, um, but like like you said, uh, we we have all different athletes. We have football. We have basketball. We have track. We have uh, golfers. We have uh, boxers as well. Jerry Hurd, he's a hometown hometown guy. Um, who actually did a partnership with the Redskins as well. So um, if the Redskins pick Chase up, I guess that'll be my second time in the building with a different athlete. So that'd be pretty cool. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, that's basically what we're doing. Uh, we're, we're, we're constantly turning over these guys, and, and these guys are having success uh, on and off the field. Um, you know, these guys are not only getting athletic scholarships, but they're getting academic scholarships as well. Uh, but, you know, these guys are pursuing their athletic scholarships. So it's always a good thing to have options. And uh, I'm proud to be a part of it. I'm pr- uh, I'm honored and blessed that these parents are trusting me and my staff to work with work with their kids. 
But then uh, these parents are also turning around and they're saying, hey, they, they want to work out. So we, we, we've had a pretty good turnout with that. And uh, just looking at the success stories of those parents, uh, that group has is, is, is pretty much grown as well. You're listening to Mo Gibson, of course, the trainer for, among others, Saquon Barkley, New York Giants, the Chase Young of hopefully the Washington Redskins. And in our final moments, uh, you look at what Mo's done. He does off-season programs, strength training, youth training, speed and agility, couples training, boot camp, individual training. What about radio broadcasters training? What do you think? Me and Ben, uh, I don't know. I don't know currently, Mo, if you have enough weight in there for us in terms of to push up because, you know, we're pretty big on the bench. Park bench, yeah. <laughs> park bench, uh, stadium bench. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, what what do you do with the average guy that walks in there and says, "Hey, man, make me something special"? Uh, I'm sure you got programs for just even the average folk that come in. Oh, uh, absolutely, absolutely. So the very first thing we do, we 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 uh, we bring we bring anyone in, whether it's athlete or non-athlete, we bring them in, and we, we sit and we have a a, a conversation. Uh, about about their goals, like well, you know, what are their goals? Uh, where where did they where do they feel uh, times where where they become weak? So it's times where you know people might come in and say, hey, I, I was following the diet for a long time, and then I just fell off, or uh, uh, I was exercising, I had a routine going, but then I just fell off. And a lot of times it just takes the conversation as to what you know what happened, whether it's a it's a tragedy in the family, whether it's a, a, a relationship issue. I mean, whatever the case, you can kind of find out what, what the root of the problem was. And once you find that out, then now I know, okay, how can I help you? How, 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 can, we, how can we get the train going but not allow the train to stop? Uh, and once we get that going and once, once, I, once I find out what your goals are, then all we do is we, we, we uh, create a plan to help you reach each and every goal that you have. So you're now, saying, I'll be honest with you. Some people do come in with with unrealistic goals. Well, and when speak- I say unrealistic goals, is like you know, people might say, "Hey, I want to lose thirty pounds in the next three weeks because I'm getting ready for a wedding, but I only want to work out one time a week." Well, that doesn't you know that that's not going to happen. Well, listen, uh, listen. The one thing I was going to ask you is, and I think this could happen. Ben and I, could you turn us into Chase Young in that realm? Or is that the unrealistic part you're talking about? You you know, we might need to do, we might need to invite you out when Chase is working out and you guys join in. And if you guys can keep up, I I, I think you guys have a shot. Oh, yeah, that would be real good for my for my credibility, working out next to Chase. I think I'll go out there, and, and he talked to me about coming out and watch. I, I would love to. It would be an honor because see you work. And I'm going to tell you folks right now, remember the name Mo Gibson because as years go by, you're going to hear every top athlete in the nation flocking to this guy. He knows what he's doing. He's an expert in the field. And I'm telling you what, when you have Saquon Barkley come back with Chase Young, my friend, you're doing a great job, not only for the public at large, but you're also doing a great job. And I know the NBA is coming your way. Major League Baseball is coming your way. It's just a start, but you've done an amazing job. And we're excited for what's going to happen with Chase and you. And I know you're just at the tip of the iceberg. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Now, as we get just one last question, as we get closer to draft, what is the last couple of things you'll be working on to get Chase fine-tuned for uh, the draft day? 
mainly mainly just just keeping him in shape, making sure his 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 endurance is up. Uh, just just keeping him in shape. Just keeping him in shape. Just fine tuning. Uh, you know, uh, yesterday he he, uh, he had a visit with the chiropractor. Uh, you know, he's getting his massages and things like that. Uh, we just we just want to make sure we we uh, we sharpen every little every, every little every little piece possible. So um, no, he he'll be ready. He'll be ready. So we're we're just just we're just fine tuning, just making sure he stays in shape, like I say, and uh, just making sure his muscle endurance is, is is where it needs to be. Ben, you hear this? We need massages and we need chiropractors in here. I've been telling you this. <laughs> Mo's got it going on. Mo, can't thank you enough. We'll have you back and uh, closer to the draft and hear how things are going. And uh, uh, honor to talk to you and just keep up the great work. You're doing a great job. Once again, folks, it's GibsonPT.com. Learn more about Mo and all the great things he's doing. Thank you so much for joining us on the Sports King, Mo. Thank you so much, so much. And if, if you guys have Instagram, you can follow us on Instagram. That's Gibson underscore PT. Uh, and on Twitter, it's Gibson is at Gibson Trainer. You got it. And the Sports King, you heard that Ben could be working out with Chase Young. I'm trying to work this out after the show today. Hey, the fans demand it. I'm going to go out there and uh, stand next to him. Probably not do too much physically, but I will stand next to him and watch Mo do his magic. Hey, Mo, thanks again, and we will talk to you soon. Okay, thank you so much for having me, Mo Gibson trainer of Saquon Barkley and Chase Young. We're going to take a timeout, come back with trivia again, see if we can get a winner. All that and more as the Sports King rolls on Sports 1061. Hey, this is Joe Theismann, and you're listening to the Sports King with Jamie King. Less is more, right? Well, not when it comes to dealership benefits. I'm Tim Cosgrove, general manager at CMA's Colonial Honda. We're extending the warranty on every new car from five years, 60,000 miles to seven years and 100,000 miles. Don't forget, we also have seven Honda Master Technicians, a community outreach program, free car washes with each service, and many other benefits. CMA's Colonial Honda. Owners just do more. Visit cmascolonialhonda.com today. Sports King Nation, want to take part in the show? Here's your chance to call the studio line. 804-327-0888. That's 804-327-0888. Put your hands in the air. Wave them like you just don't care. How about that, Dan? Are you feeling the flow? Doing the bull dance? It's the Sports King. On a Wednesday... We thank our special guest, Hour One, Rod Langway, captain of the Washington Capitals, and you just heard Mo Gibson from Gibson PT, a trainer of Saquon Barkley and Chase Young. And I want to thank uh, listeners out there. Of course, uh, Steve and Peggy Richards out in Maysville, Kentucky, listening to us. Uh, of course, uh, folks all over the country, we thank you for chiming in. And if you'd like to answer today's trivia question brought to you by Pegasus Sports, please give us a call. The question was, our one guest, Captain Rod Langway, who played for the Capitals as a captain, played somewhere else to start his career. What was the NHL team that he started his career with? If you know that, give us a call. 804-327-0888 is the number. You'll win a travel pillow from the Major League Baseball and NFL. All you have to do is go to 
uh, Pegasus Sports Shop online. You can see all the pillows, all of the various things they have. They've been great to us. We thank Pegasus Sports for being a proud sponsor of the Sports King. Also thank uh, CMA Colonial Honda, Tim Cosgrove, and the fine folks there. Moving lies forward. Um, Tim invited me to a gala event, of course, and I'm excited about that. Uh, get to meet uh, some outstanding folks and uh, you know, I'm the gala kind of guy, man. I like the... Man, uh, you're a veritable bell of the ball, Jimmy. Exactly. I'm That's looking it. forward to it, my man. Yep. I'm looking forward to it. Gala. Just love the sound of that. Anyway, Tim has, yeah, Tim has a great uh, event for cancer, uh, and uh, they are raising funds and doing outstanding work in the community. Tim Cosgrove, one of the finest guys you'll ever meet. and Yeah, good cre- folks up there, man. You, yeah. If you go to Colonial Honda, they'll get you squared away, whatever you need. Yep. Also want to... I also want to thank, in terms of feet, Dr. Paul Ross, the Prince of Podiatry, the Bishop of Bunions, the Master of the Metatarsal. This guy changed my life, folks. When I say he helped restore my foot, I was having some trouble. A man, uh, he had a plan of action, showed me the x-rays, took me and said, hey, look, I can fix this for you. Gave me the confidence. This guy's been there over 40 years with 18,000 people he's worked on, Ben. Uh, you can't ask for anything more. From that, from that guy, and of course, Dr. Paul Ross, we thank him. And the Podiatry Center with all offices in Bethesda, Maryland, in Springfield, Virginia. And we want to thank Coastal Carolina University, who uh, proudly uh, has the Joe Mowgli Report and the sponsor of that report, heard exclusively here on the Sports Channel Sports 1061. We want to thank NERV, N-U-R-V, Never Underestimate Radical Vision. Their website is thinkoutsidethewebsite.com. Andrew Fisher and his team provide the Sports King, uh, all of our social media. we got some big announcements to make for you as the week goes on. Of course, you can find out more about shows on the Sports King Radio Facebook page, as well as www.sportskingradio.com and we have more social media coming every day i I tell you young people man you and the social media stuff i'm learning so much about it and i hate to sound uh older but uh, of course this stuff is uh every day it seems like a new area where you can get your your game out there michael rapaport our guest that's coming up on friday uh the actor he has an amazing presence on social media so it really can help uh in terms of getting the word out it does get the word out like you said i i feel the same way a lot of times that there's something new constantly you know every time you update uh twitter or facebook or something like that on your phone there's a little there's a new wrinkle thrown in i feel the exact same way but it's a good way to get things out to people. Um, you can also, I mean, hit us up on on the Sports 1061 website anytime you want to listen to the web stream there. Um, as far as Big Al Show is concerned, uh, or any of the other CBS sports programming that we've got here on, on Sports 1061, sports1061radio.com is also a good place. Um, you know, check us out on our, our Facebook page, on the Sports 1061 page. Uh, become a fan or like the page. And then uh, Sports 1061, at Sports 1061 RVA there on the Twitter and uh, we try to post some stuff every now and then there. Leave your uh, comments, thoughts on any kind of topic, and we'll give you a shout-out. I saw you smirk and uh, behind the glass here, and it, and it bothered me. I want to bring this up this segment. Yes. When he talked about me working out with Chase Young, <laughs> you didn't seem to buy in totally on it, and it, it really upsets me. So I want to bring that up now because, uh, you know, you're supposed to be the guy that stands behind me the guy that supports me and believes in me. And when I see you kind of smirk, like, I don't think that would go very well. It, it, it bothered me. I just want to tell you, we've got to be honest about things. And I'm You trying. can't handle the truth. Well, I'm telling you, 
And see, that's the other thing. You have all the sound effects at your fingertips. I do. And you can uh, really I got the soundboard. You can speak without speaking, and it bothers me. But so you're saying, and by the way, Sports King has been dieting, of course, trimming down, looking good. Look I good, think. Man. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm trimming down. And I've got to tell you, folks, the diet's going well, but I'm telling you, it's a lot of discipline, man. You got to drink you gotta that gotta water. You got to be disciplined. Yes. Got to drink that water. Uh, getting down to one good solid meal a day. Uh, you know, no cookies, no cakes, no sweets, no sodas. No man, I'm telling you, give up all the good stuff. Uh, I feel like going out and grabbing a handful of hay and eating it practically. But salads are my friend, and uh, snacking on the apples and the almonds and uh, trying to do it right, my man. Trying to set the example for you, my man. Of course, we normally would go together on Taco Tuesday, and uh, we enjoy that together. But, I went yesterday. Yeah, I can't go. I know it's it's unfortunate. Yeah, unfortunately, I can watch you, but I can't go. Yeah, Taco can't, Tuesday. Can't, can't participate in Taco Tuesday. But getting back to this, why the smirk? Why the non-belief? The sports king and Chase Young side by side working it out. You just don't see this ha- having a good ending. I just trying to be a realist, man. I, I I hate to sugarcoat stuff. So, I mean, we the first few minutes would go well, but then I think we'd hit a point about the six and a half minute mark where it would just all fall apart like a house of cards. Well, you know, Mo would so, have to time me in the forty with the sundial. So that's the first thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, hey, if if Rich Eisen can run a sub six like he did at the combine, I think you could probably run a six or a seven, se- uh, seven and, and change. Hey, I'm not going to get beaten way. by Rich Eisen, so I'm going to have to put that out. He there was somewhere. in a suit too, to be honest with you. He wasn't, um, you know, workout clothes or anything. So I think he still got a little bit of speed left. There's a little bit too much too much drag on Rich when he's doing the forty. If he were in workout clothes, I think he'd probably be down in like the 5-7 range. Maybe. On my Facebook like page, on the Sports King Radio Facebook page, Chase Young has no shirt on, and he has uh, two uh, dumbbells in each hand. Yeah. And they look like about 150 pounds in each hand that he's putting up. I'm telling you, man. Dude is jacked. This guy's jacked. <laughs> Absolutely jacked. Unbelievable. Scary. Scary guy. Would not want to be an offensive lineman once he comes into the league. Uh, wherever he ends up, if it's in the NFC East, if it, if it is with the Redskins, if you're Dallas, New York, Philly, the thing about Chase Young against him, the thing about goodness. him that I love, yeah. is that first step. Quick, certain so guys quick. have that electric yeah. first step, and he gets off, he gets around you, he gets that leverage, and it's, it's Katie bar the door. Feel the same way about Simmons with Clemson. Yes, Just quick man. So quick. It's going Destroy to be guys. exciting. And yeah. uh, and the more I hear and the more I talk to people, I mean, I love Chase Young, the person. I mean, I've heard nothing but great things about the kid. He really has his head on. He wants to be the best. First thing he told Mo in high school was, I'm going to be the best guy you've ever worked with. So That conversation revealed a lot I yeah. mean, as far as the work ethic goes. And, um, you know, Mo mentioned, you know, he might have gotten in trouble here, you know, a time or two and, and owned up to it and is now positioned – again, to go very high in the draft and, and, again, be well compensated for his services wherever he ends up. Um, no, I'm, I, you, might, you might struggle. I, I might struggle initially. i, I got to get on some kind of plan, even if it means going up you know, to, uh, to Maryland or, or wherever, right in Maryland. Where, we where can make located. this happen, Ben. But I think we can make it happen. I just need, I need some guidance more than anything. As I said, I pulled a hamstring getting out of my vehicle on the way in the building today. So, uh, so you're on the, the yeah. I.L., well, not the IR. well, not technically the IL, yeah. but but we're playing a man down, right? But I think I could hang in there with Chase for the first five yards, maybe, and then after that, I said about short. five and a half minutes or yeah. six minutes, six and a half. That's pushing it. So. Now, 
just to see this guy coming around the corner, I, I can't even imagine. The I speed. can't either. Again, being on, on on the line, no, no. He's a difference maker. He's going to be exciting. Be. I mean, how would you like that yeah. to work with Saquon Barkley and Chase Young back to back years? Just unbelievable. High talent. Yeah, he's got more yep. coming his way. Hey, we want to turn our attention to something Ben is very fond of. Sporting his Ho- his Hooters uh, Chase Elliott Hooters shirt. racing shirt. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, there you go. Switching to racing. There is a young lady named Haley Deegan. We're going to try to get her on the show on the Sports King Show. 18 that would be years cool. old, Ben. Yep. She is poised to reach the next level in NASCAR at 18. They're talking about her being the next Danica Patrick. Your thoughts on Haley Deegan? What a what a young lady. I mean, she really has her eyes set on becoming something in NASCAR. And uh, I know you've been following this story as well. She's got, I think, what it takes to get to the next level and, and be be successful. You saw flashes of it from, from Danica along the way, but there was so much hype around her with the IndyCar series, and then when she transitioned over to, to NASCAR for those few years, she never quite got – she had some good runs here and there, but she never quite got to the, the pinnacle or the peak where people thought she would get. I really, truly believe what I've seen from Haley and her racing in the K&N series and the lower-tier series – um, has now transitioned to the ARCA series, um, driving the four car. I think in, in that series, I want to say all year, she just transitioned from Toyota to Ford as far as manufacturers go to. That was a big deal. I think she's got what it takes to, to be successful. I do. I like everything I've heard her say. She comes from great stock. Brian Deegan is her dad. Uh, was a big motocross yes. standout for yeah. a long time. So she comes from great stock as far as motorsports goes. See, she's really aggressive, too. I like that about yep. her. Beautiful girl. She's 18. And here's the thing about it. Finished second in the ARCA race at Daytona. Yeah. Man, it's as an 18-year-old. My hope is this, and Danica finished high in the Indianapolis 500. Remember that. She Came was a, close to winning the thing, man. Yeah, she yeah. almost won it. So you can't say it's a novelty. And that's one thing I feel bad for women trying to make their way in a male sport. I mean, let's face it, folks. Danica Patrick going 200-plus miles an hour around that track and taking her life in her hands every, every time she stepped in a uh, vehicle – uh, is courageous. I mean, she battled, she she took her hits, and of course, some people, you, whether you like her, whether you don't, some people say, well, you know, she's a novelty, this, that, and the other, and she didn't win a lot. So I think it's going to take somebody coming in, maybe like a Haley Deegan, that can win consistently to where the respect will be given. I give the respect because of the opportunity and they're trying, and the fact yep. they're stepping yep. into a man's sport and they're really doing their best. Hey, I give all the kudos in the world. The problem is from a standpoint of, People, and they're very popular, don't get me wrong, because people root for them. But you wonder from a standpoint of, hey, what will it ever take for a female to be considered one of the great drivers in the sport? And it comes down to, I believe, some of the top people have said they got to win. And so once winning happens, then I think the whole conversation changes. Right now, uh, Danica would always be in that 10 to 20 range and uh, could have great races maybe not so great but she's always competitive which i thought was great but uh in terms of considering her a great driver she's not going to get that because of the lack of wins but she set the standard and i think haley deegan's the first to admit, admit that but her dad as you said brian was a successful motocross racer x games guy yeah she, i mean truck racing on yeah. dirt stuff like that yeah. they say that deegan yep. uh has all mm-hmm. the tools needed and she's also very aggressive on the track so you know uh, it's going to take a young lady coming in or being aggressive, not afraid to rub some paint. As you know, uh, what's the old saying? If it's not uh, not rubbing, it's not raising, right? I mean, you've got to be 
you got to be afraid to bump some guys. Look what happened to Newman on the final lap. I mean, he got bumped. I mean, guys are not afraid to bump into each other. Yeah, it and happens. It's part of it. You got to yeah. kind of take it. And Danica did. I mean, she did. And uh, of course, she would uh, complain sometimes if things weren't uh, the way she thought they should be. But hey, hey, I give her all the credit in the world. And I know uh, we'll keep our eye on Haley Deegan, try to get her on the show because she's a young lady. I feel that has a bright future. I think so. I again, I think she's going to have all the tools, the um, you know, the the moxie, the uh, you know, just the the whole package to get to that next level, and and I think truly be competitive. Where you know, Danica had again some flashes of of running well at times. It was a struggle a lot of a, a lot of the time, but she blazed the the trail to, for the likes of a, a Haley Deegan. I mean, you can go all the way back to you know, like um, who uh, Janet Guthrie, but way back in the day. Um, trying to run IndyCar and NASCAR and and the ladies that have come before her so she can get to this point. Um, I do truly think that she can the, – they're doing the thing, the right thing, I think, as far as bringing her along relatively slowly. You know, now stepping into the ARCA series, um, which is actually going to be out west at Phoenix where, uh, where NASCAR is racing this weekend. The ARCA cars run, um, I believe, on Friday – might be Friday night, uh, the General Tire 150. That's the first time that ARCA has ever gone to Phoenix – um, and she'll be competing in that. I'll have my eyes on that on Friday night. Um, but if they bring her along slow, you'll build the confidence up, and they ultimately get to maybe the truck series in NASCAR, maybe an Xfinity ride here in the next two or three years, then we might see what um, what she can truly do. So I'm looking forward to it. It'd be cool. To, it'd be cool to have her on the show. It'd be awesome. You're exactly right, and uh, we will be following that. Folks, we want to let you know we still have a few minutes left in the show. If you'd like to win that trivia prize, the travel pillow, courtesy of Pegasus Sports, give us a call. The question is, what was Rod Langway's first team he played for in the NHL? If you know, give us a call, 804-327-0888. We want to come back, and we're going to talk about uh, Tennessee. Our our thoughts are with Tennessee, and uh, we'll go – uh, over that, the tornadoes, and uh, give you some information on how you can help those folks when we return. You're listening to Sports King on Sports 1061. Hi, this is Joe Beninati. You're listening to the Sports King, Jamie King on Sports 1061. Looking for a top-tier university that is affordable? Coastal Carolina University offers more than 100 undergraduate and graduate programs designed to help you earn your degree. Visit coastal.edu and learn more about the coastal commitment to student learning and student-led research. Coastal Carolina University is consistently ranked as a top best value university in the South. Visit coastal.edu to learn more and schedule your campus tour. Less is more, right? Well, not when it comes to dealership benefits. I'm Tim Cosgrove, General Manager at CMA's Colonial Honda. We're extending the warranty on every new car from 5 years 60,000 miles to 7 years and 100,000 miles. Don't forget, we also have 7 Honda Master Technicians, a community outreach program, free car washes with each service, and many other benefits. CMA's Colonial Honda. Owners just do more. Visit cmascolonialhonda.com today. You're listening to a man whose future is so bright, he's got to wear shades. The Sports King on Sports 1061. And welcome back, Wednesday edition. As we look outside, sun peeking through. It's a nice day out, Ben. Nice day for a walk, huh? And it is. Or a workout with Chase Young. <laughs> yeah, hey, well, that's where I'm heading, baby. Ooh, it's time to not, go. Let's look it to it. Let's not get too ahead of ourselves. That's true. Calm me down. That's what I have you here for. Calm me down. Write it down. Woo! 
The Nature Boy. The Nature Boy. That's right. Folks, if you'd like to join in the show, the final minutes, 804-327-0888 is the number. And as we close things out, I want to talk about our friends in Tennessee. And we've had a lot of listeners from Tennessee, and I want to thank all of you, and I want to send our prayers and thoughts. Of course, there's one guy uh, in particular, legendary coach uh, Woody Hunt. Uh, He is Cumberland University baseball coach. His entire home was destroyed. And uh, he, among others, uh, many lives have been lost so far, um, and we wish them all the best there. It's just a horrific scene. The thing about this tornado, Ben, it hit about 1 a.m., so folks really weren't prepared for it. And uh, it's a shame that— uh, Anytime at night, that's— Yeah, I mean, it's, I, it's awful. my yeah. thought was this, and I don't know the facts of the case, but I just wonder if the meteorologist at the evening news level— were able to identify this as something as a front coming because it didn't look like the preparation in terms of uh, some of the lives lost were really even notified that something like this was happening. Maybe one of those just pop-up situations that Things happen. Things happen so quick, too, yeah. man. They, and, there and, they tend to where it's a preparation doesn't do a whole lot of good sometimes. Well, folks, a, so. rel- a relief fund has been established and donations may be made. Uh, if you text RELIEF2020, to the number 41444. Once again, text relief 2020 to number 41444. And uh, we certainly send our thoughts and prayers. Ben and I are super upset about this because yeah, absolutely. Uh, the folks here are just wonderful people as they are uh, throughout the state of Tennessee. And uh, it's just one of those things. I saw this and I was like, man, I just, your heart goes out because the first thing you want, hey, you can rebuild. And they are very resilient folks there. They will rebuild the community. No question about that. It's the loss of life that you say, man, you just wish that that could be prevented. And it has been just talked about moments ago. It was one of those things that popped up so quickly. I don't think anybody had a chance to really prepare for this, but the folks that did, fortunately, were saved. And uh, if you look at some of the pictures, uh, folks, go online, and those folks really need a donation, and uh, feel yeah, free do. to do so. Once again, text RELIEF2020 to 41444. So, I have a couple of people who marked themselves safe um, you know, on Facebook that I know out there that I was, I was happy to see um, the other day that um, you know, they made it through the storm and Certainly thoughts go out yeah, to anybody affected, anybody who lost a loved one. Um, certainly encourage people to donate, like you said. Yep. We definitely want to do that. And, of course, you mentioned earlier the uh, the mega deal. Um, Christian Yelich. Christian Yelich, a guy yep. that I've always felt was a great player and just gets better and better. And uh, the numbers staggering, Ben. Incredible. I mean, where, where yes. are they going to stop paying these guys? I mean, the money they're making is just uh, just off the charts. It just seems like there's no end to it. When I look at a deal like that, the first thing, you know, being a Braves fan that pops into my mind is they the Braves have Ronald Acuna and Ozzie Albies locked up for nowhere near the amount of money that Christian Yelich signed for or Nolan Arenado signed his extension for as far as the Rockies is concerned. Um, you know, the Mike Trouts of the world, you can go on down the list of guys who have signed, you know, just major, major Mega deals, extensions, free agent deals, if you're looking at Manny Machado or Bryce Harper from a couple off-seasons back, and how fortunate Atlanta is to have uh, been able to, to swing like an $100 million or so deal for Acuna. And then, I, you know, Ozzie Albee is one of the better second basemen in the sport right now. Um, still, you know, just a couple of years into his major league career, they've got him locked up for like 35 or 40 mil over seven or so seasons. That's uh, a steal and then some when you when you put it next to the likes of what the Brewers are going to be paying Yelich here going forward. Nine-year deal, 
kind of a, re, a, a restructuring of sorts of, of what he already had on the books. There's uh, seven years tacked onto the two that he still has remaining um, on the deal that he signed with the Marlins. This goes all the way back to still when he was with the the uh, the fish, um, the current deal that he's under. Um, now you have this reworking where you have a seven-year extension tacked onto a couple of years that are left, and the whole thing is expected to be worth around $215 million. Just crazy. Absolutely absurd numbers. But when you look at what he's done, winning an MVP in 2018, coming awfully close a year ago again, as I referenced earlier, uh, September 10th was the date when he fractured his right kneecap. Just a freak thing, fouling a pitch off of his his knee. When was the last time you saw that happen? You know, yeah. to uh, to break a bone or break the kneecap, and was out for the rest of the season. Maybe he might have given Cody Bellinger more of a run for it if he was there the last um, the last part of the season. But you know, he and Mike Trout are the only players with an OPS over a thousand the last couple seasons. That's pretty good company. To amazing, be in. Yeah. amazing company. And uh, make a deal, and he deserves it. He's a great player, but boy, that incredible player. That number, woo. Anyway, folks, we want to thank you for listening to Sports King Monday through Friday, our new time, 10 a.m. to 12 noon. We appreciate you joining us coast to coast internationally as well. I want to remind you, we've got Michael Rappaport, the actor, coming in around 11, 11 15 on Friday. You don't want to miss that. Uh, we also want to tell you about some college basketball coming up in just a minute. For that, I just want to tell you a couple of the stories I've been following. Uh, Chris Kleiman, uh, the head coach formerly of North Dakota State, a great coach. Ben, he's got his hands full. In the last uh, week, only the last week, five players on his team have been arrested. Two Kansas State football players were arrested Monday night. The incident brought the number to five of Wildcats players in legal trouble during the past week. As I said, in the latest event, linebacker Daniel Green and safety Wayne Jones were arrested by Riley County Police. Uh, on charges of marijuana possession while Green was charged with driving while suspended. His first conviction, both players were released after posting $1,000 bonds, but they're not done there. Wildcats, uh, on Saturday night, linebackers Nick Allen, uh, Demarcus Hayes were arrested on charges of driving under the influence of alcohol and drugs, while running back Jacardia Wright was arrested early Sunday morning for failure to appear. Wright was free on $500 bond. Allen posted $1,500 bond, and Hayes was not confined, according to Riley County Police. Uh, Coach Chris Kleiman issued a statement through the school's athletics communication office on Tuesday morning. He said, I'm extremely disappointed the poor choices made recently by some of our student athletes. He went on to say, we have high expectations within our program, and when those expectations are not met, there are consequences. Great coach. Love this guy, but I'm telling you, as a former coach, when you look at one guy getting in trouble is one thing. You got five. Uh, this outbreak is just horrible for this team, and I hope he turns it around quickly because there are uh, definitely some guys are going off the rails. You've got some basketball news we want to get to? Yeah, just before we get uh, get out of here for today, another big win for, for Richmond. We had Coach Mooney on at the end of last week and talked to him for uh, for a segment here on the show, and it's uh, it's been a great turnaround year for the Spiders, and it continued last night with a 80-63 victory at home at the Robbins Center over the Davidson Wildcats. Richmond moves to 23-7 and now on the season. And I think the last regular season game they've got is coming up Friday at Duquesne. Yeah, Friday the 6th at 7 o'clock. And then all eyes will be focused on the Atlantic 10 tournament and how they fare there. But it uh, keeps on rolling for the Spiders, man. They're at, they've done extremely well this year. Um, and then if you want to focus on tonight, uh, big matchup in the Atlantic 10, you have Number three, Dayton, uh, going to Rhode Island. The Rhode Island Rams 20-8, and eight, Flyers 27-2 and two with Obi Toppin, um, probably the, the player of the year 
in uh, Division One men's basketball. That's a big matchup tonight at 9 o'clock. And then you have UVA, the Cavaliers, traveling down to take on the Jim Laranega-led Miami Hurricanes. Hurricanes not all that great this year, 14-14. and 14. Cavaliers, uh, number 22, back into the uh, top 25 rankings after they beat Duke over the weekend. And they carry a six-game winning streak into Miami tonight. That's also at 9 o'clock. Hey, man, the, blue, the Bluegrass State not very happy. The Wildcats blew a 17-point lead. When have you ever heard of that? <laughs> the Wildcats, uh, Tuesday to Tennessee, suffering a home loss that damaged their overall profile after starting the day as the number, one, number three seed. Now John Calipari's team, 24-6, and six, uh, falls to number four on the latest bracket projection. So, tough loss at a wrong time for the Wildcats. But the on thing about night. this year, Ben, yeah. on senior night, uh, not a way to go out. Nope. But I will tell you this, the parody this year in NCAA basketball, it's like I've yeah. never seen it. Normally you have that one dominant squad. This year, you can kind of shake it up in a bag and pick out a name and say this could be the team because you really have a lot of teams there at the top that are fighting for that you know top spot. And in Kentucky, man, what a loss, a bad loss at home. As you say, hey, remember senior night? Yeah, we get blown out by yeah. 17 points. Not the way you want to close the season there at Rupp Arena. Uh, I'm sure Coach Cal was um, – not very happy last night when you have a 17-point lead. I think Tennessee outscored them over like the last 17 minutes, 47-22, some absurd number like that uh, that I talked about on the show this morning on uh, on Sports Phone with Big Al. Just, yeah, not the way you want to end the uh, the campaign there at home again on senior night. That's a tough loss for Kentucky. And as you referenced, a lot of the bracketology um, that you have out there, Jerry Palm of CBS they fall from a, a three seed to a four seed now for the NCAA tournament. It looks like number one seeds, Kansas, Baylor, Gonzaga, San Diego State. So uh, that's what we're looking at so far in NCAA. want to thank Rod Langway, the captain of the Washington Capitals. want to thank Mo Gibson, trainer to the stars. Of course, Chase Young, we learned a lot about him. And we want to thank you for joining us on the Sports King. Each and every day, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 12 noon. Write it down. Know it. Live it learn it we cannot thank you enough you make the show what it is also our wonderful sponsors we can't do it without you so it's a beautiful day throughout central virginia hope it's beautiful where you are we thank you for tuning in today and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow don't forget michael rapaport in studio on friday for ben maitland i'm the sports king jamie king have a great night we'll see you tomorrow on the sports king